Okay. So here we are, back supposedly <laughs> to to regular post Pesach life. I not exactly such a statement, but hopefully integrating everything Pesach gave us and making that part of our life. And today, in the Tanya, where we're looking, we are continuing this discussion of how do we create a basic, not high level, not for a very holy, holy spiritual soul, a basic fear of God that I need to have every single day? Because without it, what's keeping me to serve him properly? I needed to do what he wants. I need to keep away from what he doesn't want. And we said yesterday that every single day I need to take however long it takes me, and every day it will take a little less time, I need to think. I need to think how great he is, how vast he is, how he encompasses and fills all of creation. And I need to think how he's micro-analyzing me, specifically my mind, my heart, my words, my steps, every one of my steps he counts, he enumerates, he looks at. And if I really, really think this, I will really feel inside my heart a nullification, a submission of fear. And then we'll go on with your day. And if at any point in the day you realize, wait, I've veered away, I wouldn't be behaving this way if I really had this fear, you know, ticking away in the back of my conscience. Go back into those thoughts and right away it will come because you developed it today. So right away it will come. So that was the basic idea that we discussed yesterday. So the Rebbe today says something else you could think about to help you develop the same basic fear of God. The same way you're thinking how vast he is and how he's looking at you and how he's analyzing what he needs you and how he wants you. Also think, if I was talking about a human king, what am I fearing, so to speak, in a human king? I'm fearing his body? No. How do I know I'm not fearing his body? Because when he's sleeping, I don't have any fear of his body. So if it's the body, the same mass of body exists when he's awake and when he's sleeping. When he's sleeping, he's not awe-evoking. So what I'm fearing is something that's not there when he's sleeping. I don't feel it when he's sleeping, but I feel it when he's up. And that's him. That's his inner life. That's his panemius highest, which is expressed when he's up, when he's sleeping is dormant, because the body is a body if he's awake or if he's sleeping. Now, do I see the inner vitality of anything? No. But in my mind's eye, I understand it. In my mind's eye, I understand and see the power of the king. So if I can envision the power of this king, not by something I physically see, the body is just reminding me of the power of him, how much more so Hashem, how much more so God? Well, I don't see his garments even. I don't see his body even. The Rebbe says, but you do. You see creation. You see heaven and earth. See all of the galaxies. Go to an air and space museum. You see vast, vast galaxies. That's like the body. Those are like the garments. If that's the body, wow. Imagine the God within that body, so to speak. We can even envision in our world how all of creation is constantly in a state of nullification to God. Because everything rises in the east and sets in the west, which means all day long all the planets are 
moving from east to west, like bowing to the west. And it says the divine presence is in the west. So imagine if you enter the courtyard of a king. Now, you don't see the king. You don't know who the king is. But you see all these very, very, very official-looking people. Very important. Very prestigious. A lot of gold on their lapels. And then suddenly they all bow to one person. Now, maybe you see the person. Maybe you don't even see the person. Maybe from a distance there's some person you can't exactly identify who they're all bowing to. You'd have such fear of that person. Why? Because you see how honorable, how noble, how majestic are the, the, the officers. So if the officers look so hugely important and they're suddenly prostrating themselves, who's this king? What's the power of the king they're prostrating to? So if you think, the Rebbe is using this metaphorically, if you think of all of the galaxies of the sun and the moon and all of the constellations and all of their awesome power, and how they're constantly in a movement of bowing to the king, of prostrating themselves in front of the Abishter. Wow. I can take that as a wow and the power of God that they're all submitting themselves to. Now, a person could say, well, when we see all these garments, if the garments mean heaven and earth or all the stars or, you know, uh, garments, garments. I don't see the body. I see the garments. This is a make a difference. Because also in a king. If the king, if he has one garment on or if he has 50 or if he was naked. The point is, he's the king inside the garments. So if all you can see is the garments of the king, creation, you don't have to look at the constellations, uh, if the Milky Way, the Niagara Falls, the Grand Rapids, anything of our physical world. That could induce in you an awe of creation. And then think of the awe of the creator. And the Rebbe says the main thing is habituate yourself to these thoughts every single day. Habituate yourself that everything you see in this world are the garments, the very external garments of the king. I mean, for God, if we're talking about the, the, the Milky Way galaxy, is a very, very external garment. These are the very external garments. But habituate yourself. Whenever you see something awe-inspiring, right away your mind would say, this is creation. Imagine the creator. This is creation. Imagine the creator. This is creation. Imagine the creator. So you're always bringing the garments back to what's the inner vitality inside of the garments. And you're training yourself. The Rebbe says a very important point. Emuna is a term we use for belief in God. Emuna comes from the word omen. That's the etymology. Omen is training. It's craftsmanship. So we think of faith as just, I don't know, this nebulous thing we're gifted with. Whoever says that emuna is, in etymology, omen, a craft, a training, a skill. So we are training ourselves in our emuna. Because if on a daily basis we think about creation, and from the awe of creation go to the awe of creator, and we keep on doing this every single day, we've trained ourselves when we look at the very external garments to right away go to and imagine the king, and imagine the king.
and it helps us feel automatically an awe, a bitful nullification of self in the presence of God. And we're always in the presence of God. Any questions? Please unmute yourself, star six. Okay. <laughs> 